Today, Dr. Melanie Burton, a forensic and counseling psychologist, clinical social worker, and licensed addictions counselor, brings you one step closer to a new you, where you feel empowered and on a positive path to growth and well-being. As a solutions-focused therapist, Dr. Melanie Burton can help you live a life worth celebrating by unearthing those long-standing behavior patterns and perceptions that may be holding you back. And now, here's your host, Dr. Melanie Burton. Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well today. I am just so happy, thrilled, and excited. Today, I have Jamie Breeze as my guest on my show. Jamie Breeze is a certified spiritual medium based in Jasper, Alberta, Canada. She has trained with world-renowned psychic mediums such as John Holland, Reverend Lisa Williams, and Carol Gurney. Jamie discovered her gift for mediumship at at a young age and began working with spiritual healers at the age of 16 to develop her natural abilities. Her fascination with heaven, reincarnation, and with those who have crossed over along with her training has allowed her skills to flourish. As a spiritual medium, Jamie delivers messages and signs from those who have passed to their loved ones, helping them to find joy and purpose in their lives again and bringing an element of peace and comfort to those souls left on earth to grieve. She is a psychic and animal animal communicator and helps clients all over the world from her home in the majestic Canadian Rockies. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me on your show today, Melanie. I'm thrilled to have you. I, you're the first uh, spiritual medium that I've had on my show. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> so I was checking out your Facebook page and I saw a lot of stuff on animals. So can we start with that? Can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, what happens when our animals pass on? Yeah. So thank you for asking that because I love animal mediumship and, you know, mediumship, again, Melanie, for those who don't understand Mm -hmm. is connecting on a higher vibration to those who have passed on. So whether it's a family, friend, loved one, or a pet. And, you know, uh, so many of us have these deep connections to our pets. And when our pets do die, you know, it leaves us with a big hole and animal Mm -hmm. grief isn't recognized in our society. We aren't allowed to grieve our pets. We are expected to pick up where we left off replace that animal, go back to work the next day, not grieve. And, you know, that can be traumatic for a lot of us. Our pets, our family members, 
They are soulmates. They are our closest companions, our confidants. Um, And so when we connect with an animal who has crossed over, it gives that person, you know, the knowing and understanding that their relationship with their furry companion still exists. It's not over. Their relationship is never ending. It's just in a different form. And that can bring such a great comfort to those grieving. And having that concrete evidence to showcase this, meaning when I connect with your animal on the other side, I want to get evidence that I am connecting with them. I want them to tell me something. I want me to tell them them to tell me everything they possibly can about their lives with their owners and stuff that there's no way I should know. So this proves to my clients that the connection is real and it gives them such a healing, a a feeling of peace and comfort knowing that, you know, their pet is still with them. I, I was sitting here as you were talking and I was thinking about, my dog, Prince, he was a miniature pincher. And I mean, he was always with me. He was always with me. And after he passed away, it was weird. It was almost like the other dogs like sensed him, like his spirit mm-hmm. in the house. Because they would act like there was another dog in the house. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Melanie, all animals are psychic. They are connected with the other side. They can pick up energies, whether it's in their owners or if there's a spirit in in the room. So when you're when King passed, you know, your animals are still aware of his presence. So absolutely, if they are looking into a corner or wagging their tail into thin air, you know, his energy is around and they see that. And the reason behind that is we we're all born with this innate psychic ability, but mm-hmm. we're taught that it's weird and not normal. And our imaginary friends as kids, they're really angels or spirits or grandma who's passed away, but we're told they're just fake, you know? So we put all our abilities on the back burner and ignore that so we kind of lose those senses whereas our animals they're not told that so the reason your other pets noticed his spirit is because it's normal for them it's natural it's not scary and we're brought up with the hollywood movies like a ghost in the house it's traumatizing but maybe it doesn't have to be that way you know if we tap back into those innate abilities we were born with it's such a beautiful beautiful process and so it's awesome. If your animals start doing that again, just say hello to your deceased pet. Be like, hey, I know you're here. I know you're here. And they love that. They love that. They'll start, start showing themselves more and more and more. So it's kind of oh, cool. Okay. You can play around with that. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that information. So let me ask you. So you were born with a gift. What was it like for you when you first realized you had this gift? Was it scary at first? It was scary at first because it I didn't want to go to sleep at night. I'd have people ta- or spirits tapping me on the back or things moving in my room. 
Um, thankfully my parents were very supportive and really helped me to understand what was possibly going on. However, you know, as a kid and as you grow into a teen, you know, your hormones are shifting and all this stuff, everything's wonky in your body as it is, but it makes it kind of more scary because you're being more susceptible to energies around you. So you almost feel like you're not in control. Um, And so in my bio that you were reading, when I started working with spiritual healers when I was 16, it was because I was so out of control energetically. I would have like a portal in my room and people were coming in at night and getting my attention and it was traumatizing. And I, I, you know, it's interesting. I was waitressing and this little girl who I was serving lunch to, she looked up at me and she's like, Oh, you have a lot of ghosts around you. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that I need help. And she was with her grandfather and he's like, you know what? My granddaughter here, she's very psychic and call me. Here's my business card. I can help you. And so he put me in touch with a friend of his who was a spiritual healer who helped me understand my abilities and get in control. It's like giving, say, an eight-year-old keys to a car and say, go, drive. They might think they know how to, but they don't, you know. But once you get the manual behind you and understand how it works and how to control it and turn it on, turn it off, it is a game changer. It really helps you cope with life much better. It was hard, you know, going to school because I'd be sitting in classrooms and I'd be getting psychic messages for all those people around me and my teachers. And, you know, I'd see even how my teachers were killed in previous lives because, you know, you're watching them teaching you for an hour of class. And then I would see past lives come in from them. And, you know, and I spoke openly and freely about it. So some people thought I was crazy. Some people thought it was cool, but it wasn't until I really was taught to harness these energies and be the one behind the driver's seat that I actually started really enjoying it. I can't imagine. I can't imagine constantly having all that (laughs) energy around you. I just can't. Have you ever seen the movie Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis? Long time ago. That's a good indication of what it's like. And the boy, you know, he sees these spirits, but he doesn't want to share it. And, you know, and then in the end of the movie, you know, he's really learned how to focus and harness and be in control of that. And, you know, when he's not in control of it, he's scared, he's depressed, he's worried. Um, And then when he's in control of it, he he works with the energies as a team they're team mates and it's a beautiful 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 process so what do you do if you have like a really if you sense like something really negative some negative energy coming off of a person or something something traumatic that's going to happen to them You know what? I, so I'm really shut off from that. Um, I'm not sure if it's me who did that or my angels or my guides, but I am lucky in the sense that I don't pick up 
massive traumas. Um, I have picked up illnesses with people, but I, I'm not seeing them being in a car accident tomorrow, you know, and passing away. I'm not getting any of that. So I think it's a shield that has been um, gently put over me so I can guard myself from that. Um, another reason is I state my intentions energetically to source energy. So God, Buddha, Allah, whoever your God is. And I work with that on that level. So my intention isn't to um, predict a death or a tragedy. My intention in my work is to connect you with your loved ones on the other side, whether it's a human or a pet. So that's where my energy is focused. Um, so again, because we're in the driver's seat, we can control that. So if my intention ever changed and I wanted to see that, I'm sure I could make that happen, but I don't want that. I wouldn't want that either. Yeah. I love Mm -hmm. working with the heavenly realms and being on that higher loving soulful vibration. It's, it's a life changing experience and when you tap into those realms you just feel so good and so amazing so so yeah i keep it light okay so i really wanted to talk to you about connecting with angels not just so that I can share that information with my clients. But mm-hmm. for me, myself, um, because I work with so many people who have experienced trauma, a lot of them feel like if there really was a God or a higher power, all of these horrible things never would have happened to me. So mm-hmm. they disconnect at a spiritual level because they feel like, there can't be a God because mm-hmm. of every everything that has happened to me. And I don't understand why I was born into this world. Right, right. And, you know, that is a very hard path to navigate. Um, you know, and it that's a tricky one because, you know, we can say everything, there's a life lesson behind this, right? But that's not a... That's not a fair answer to give people who are suffering and whose arms are in the air saying, like, what is this about? Um, you know, the clients I've worked with and some traumas that I've been through in my life, I have found my saving grace is really going within and really tapping into who you are who your higher self is who your core essence and being is so perhaps those individuals who are feeling like what is there a god are there angels i would suggest going within first don't worry about the energies around you whether that they're not let's work on here your whole self-awareness and You know, doing this type of work, it's a never-ending lesson. There's always something more to learn. And if you are suffering 
any traumas and you can take that time to honor who you are deep within, I promise you'll start seeing a a little spark, a little spark. And whether that comes through meditation or self-love, self-respect, honoring your needs and wants and really loving who you are, that is when the spiritual side becomes alive again. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So on my last show, I had this beautiful woman, Benny Meek. I love her so much. Um, She lost a child, a baby, two-month-old baby, and two of her children committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, it was her spirituality that helped her be able to heal from such horrible, horrible, complex trauma. Yeah. And she wrote a book about her, her, her book is called Still Standing, A Mother's Raw Journey from the Shadows of Loss to the Dawning of Hope. Oh, I just got chills. I just got chills as you read that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I purchased her book and I'll tell you, I can only read it in in bits and pieces. But I after meeting her, I said, I'm not going to complain about anything. Because this woman has been through hell and back. Right. And I tell my clients her story, you know, you can survive anything. If this woman can su- survive all of the losses and the trauma, she's a she she was also a victim of domestic violence in two relationships. If she can survive all of that, there's nothing you can't do. So what was her course of action to continue on? What was her first step? She had a she had another child. Her son lives with her now. She had to live for her child. She she uh, used her journal, which she says really helped her be able to heal from all of her trauma. And she took pieces of her journal and she started, that's how she started writing her book. Okay. But I told her, you know, all of us go through something horrible because there's something for us to do. There's work for us to do. And she's doing her job. She's, she's helping other women who have lost a child. She's helping them heal. There's not really support for parents who have a child who committed suicide. Right. Yeah. Wow. There's not many resources out there. So she's really helping other people heal. Right. And so like she's coming out on the other side. Okay. Now she's realized what her purpose is, you know, helping other mothers and the a gift of getting a child back. So, 
And, you know, that's nice to see is her coming out on the other side. And did she talk about like going within and really working on her spiritual side as well? She did. Um, We talked a little bit about that because at first she, you know, disconnected at a spiritual level, but she was able to tap back into her spirituality. Yeah. And Melanie, I remember this um, family on Oprah years ago, and I, I still look them up sometimes. They were a religious family from America. It was a mom and dad, two boys and a little girl went to church every day. I even think the father was like a pastor. They were in a car accident and all three kids were killed and they were all under the age of 10. And of course, the mom and dad went through massive depression, stopped going to church. It was like, if there was a God, this wouldn't have happened, right? Just their all their faith, their spiritual beliefs and trust out the window. Well, a couple years later, she ended up by getting pregnant with triplets. Wow. And it was That's two boys. That's a God move. That is yeah, a God two move. Two boys and one girl. <laughs> two boys and oh one girl. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. What and a so story. I know. And I'm getting goosebumps again. And mm-hmm. uh, I just love those stories like that. And so why was, why did they have to go through that initially? I don't know, but you know, there's a purpose and a reason behind it. And it tested their faith and their strength and their spirituality. And then they came out on top, but you know, they still grieve those other three kids, even though they believe it's the same souls. Right. But they still grieve them. Um, yeah. So very, very interesting, very interesting stuff. So there, there is always a light at the end of the tunnel if we can keep going. And I think the best strategy is if you feel so lost, we need to again, go within what do you need? What would help you and honor those things? That's great. So, I mean, you, you are connected spiritually at a very, very high level and people ask all the time, what happens when we pass away? Where do we go? Is there heaven? Is there hell? Like, what's out there? Or is it just over? Do we just, you know, get get uh, buried and we we just sleep? Like, and see, that's why I love mediumship work so much because mediumship proves the continuity of life and. So when I connect with a loved one on the other side, they will come in and show physical details. They will share memories. They will share um, their excitement for your birthday, which is like next week or tomorrow. You know, um, they will say, hey, did you did you um, get the song on the radio I sent you? And they'll name the song, you know, mm-hmm. concrete details. And so that's what I love because you can't Google search or research your client on Facebook and find this information out, right? Like we want as mediums, we want to get that raw details that no one else should know those beautiful childhood memories you had with mom or with dad, you know? And, um, so when people worry about what happens, 
you know, I, everything is energy, right? Energy is a proven scientific thing. Things have, you know, uh, like vibration, things are living. And so when we go into a higher vibration, we're just on a different energy plane and level. And that's where we go after our body is finished. And it's a higher level. I, in my work, I have never seen a hell. I have never seen a purgatory. All I have seen is pure amazement and light and bliss and angels and spirit guides and those on the other side. I have never seen anything scary doing a mediumship reading. I've never seen anything dark. I've never seen anything negative. It's just pure bliss and beauty. And the other cool thing that I'm shown is if there is a tragedy or an illness, it's that person or pet healed and so happy and loving. And the other cool thing is that I really like is when they'll, they'll mention something that you recently did. Um, for example, I had this woman who was at a record shop the day before and her mom in spirit brought that up. She's like, I was at the record shop with her picking out the records, you know, and that just shows that our loved ones are still with us. They're still a part of us and they're still involved in our lives. Um, I had also had a client whose mom came in and her mom showed me sitting on the ground playing with my client's four-year-old son with the tractor trailer cars he has. And so I asked her, I'm like, does your son play with tractor trailer cars? She said, yes, he's playing them right now in the corner and talking out loud. I'm like, yeah, that's your mom. He's, she's sitting on the ground with him playing because her son hasn't lost his psychic abilities yet. So he sees his grandma sitting on the floor playing with him, playing these cars. You know, in a couple of years, I'm sure school will, influence him that that's an imaginary friend and to stop talking to air and he'll lose contact with grandma. But so, you know, that was just what my client needed to hear because she was sad. Her mom was not going to be a part of her child's life, but grandma or her mom was like, Nope, I'm the grandma. I am still here. Mm -hmm. I'm playing with the kid being a part of that. Um, I also had uh, another mom who came through angry, I'm going to say, in a way, because her daughter burnt the turkey at Thanksgiving. And (laughs) she was always in charge of the turkey at Thanksgiving, and it was her first Thanksgiving away. And all the kids were worried they weren't going to live up to the family expectations mom had because mom always put the holidays on. And then sure enough, the one girl burnt the turkey. So it was more of a comical, angry thing coming in. Tell her I'm mad about she burnt the turkey. <laughs> and like all the sisters like were laughing hysterically because it was something mom would have gotten mad at, you know? So I love that our loved ones show they're still part of our lives. Um I'm not sure if I went off course with your question there, but um uh that's what happens when we die we aren't just asleep and buried in the ground our life continues we go on we go on we're here this is like the school of earth we come to learn and have lessons in order to grow larger spiritually and then we go home this isn't home here 
This is just temporary. Wow. Home is where we go when we leave this earth. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to me a little bit about reincarnation? Like, do we sometimes come back in a different form? You know, um, I've only seen humans come back as humans and pets come back as animals. Again, I'm not saying the other can't happen, but I have not witnessed that. Um, I was born remembering numerous past lives of mine, which was very interesting as a kid as well. Um, But um, I work with a lot of animals who reincarnate back. And the reason being is they remember their previous lives. The reason we don't remember previous lives normally is because it can be very traumatic and scary. So, and um, very emotional. So if your husband passed away and then he came back as your sister's son, for example, that would just be weird for us. And how do you cope with that? And how do you try and establish a different style of relationship? with that individual, right? Whereas if your dog passes away and comes back as a dog, perfect. Your relationship picks off exactly where it was. And so that's why animals, and we can tell when our animals reincarnate, there's that familiarity and characteristic and stuff behind that. Um, So a lot of my work, you know, I work with grieving pet owners and help them understand how, when, and where their animals will be coming back in what form, whether it's a cat, dog, what type of breed, where in the world, how will they know what are the signs? Um, When my dog passed away in 2016, you know, she was my soul dog, my soulmate, and I felt completely lost and devastated. And, you know, I was like, I, I felt so bloodline connected to her. And I was like, how am I going to go on? And then I realized, you know what, I remembered three of my past lives. So I reincarnated, why can't my dog reincarnate? And so I set my intention into understanding the animal reincarnation process. And my dog, while she was on the other side, showed me the steps of what animals take to reincarnate and how it works. And um, and so that's a lot of my work is focused on now is animal reincarnation. And it's a very beautiful process. And my dog even said to me when she was on the other side and I was grieving her, even though we were in connection, she said, Mom, when when your car breaks down, you take it to the shop, they fix it. And it comes back home. That's exactly what us animals do. We go Mm. home, we get fixed up, we get a new body and we come back to you. And I was like, that's the best analogy I've ever heard. Wow. And now since tapping into this line of work, there's so many people who reach out to me and want to tell me their animal reincarnation story. And I work with clients all the time whose animals are coming back. So it's a common thing. Whereas human reincarnation, you know, we don't hear too much about that. We don't really don't. No. And I think, I think it's really cool when we do the stories are very, wild and interesting and I love it um but again the reason is it's so emotional for us humans it's too crazy for us to comprehend so we shut it off 
Wow. Do you have other stories that you can share with us? Of of reincarnation? Anything connected to the work that you do? Um, Yes. So, you know, some of the work, when I do work with the animals who are reincarnating, um, our main focus as well is getting the concrete evidence. And again, because you can't scientifically prove that it is the same animal coming back, right? Like we can't take a blood sample and be like, Hey, that was your dog five years ago. I wish we could. So what I want to do is I want to get the concrete evidence for my clients in order for them to understand that it is their dog. Normally they'll feel it as well, but when we can pinpoint physical characteristics of the animal and the location that is when it's like a big check mark and we're like celebrating. So last year at this time, I was helping a woman in Australia who felt her dog was reincarnating. And so we did a session together and the dog showed me thousands of yellow flowers and old milk jugs and a solid white puppy in this litter of black puppies. And not that I, I felt that the dog was a solid white color, but it was a connection. So she w- was saying she was going to this adoption center to, s- she felt pulled in this direction. I said, is it Northwest? And she said, yes. So she goes that weekend to this adoption centers and she sent me pictures of her route. Well, she, she went the wrong way. And so she figured, well, I'll keep going this way and I'll go around the backside instead of turning around, going down the main highway. So now she's in the middle of the countryside and there's millions of yellow flowers lining this road. Like, and she sent me pictures and it was what her dog showed me. And then she goes to this little town where this rescue center is and every house in the town were using old milk jugs as their mailboxes. So turned sideways and it was just the theme of the town. So the whole town had milk jugs around. So she's wow. like, this, this is weird. So she gets to the adoption center and sure enough, all the puppies are black, but one stark white puppy. <laughs> and she is like, oh my God, is this my, which one is it? Which one is it? And so she left feeling like upset. And I was like, you can't make that stuff up. Her dog has got to be there. And she's like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm like, okay. And I was like shocked because the information was there. And then we got, um, she even heard mom, I'll be born in summer. So this was now July, but July in Australia is winter. So it really threw her mom for another loop. And I felt, I still felt this adoption center. I was like, your dog is there. Your dog is there. But by this time, all the puppies now are called for. They've all been adopted. So I'm like, what just happened? Is someone going to bring the dog back? Say this didn't work out. And she's like, summer's not for six more months, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, she got a call from the adoption center the next day saying another litter was brought in. And the mom, her name is Summer. So 
it goes, so summer wasn't the season. Summer was the dog. The message was all, all I'm coming back in summer. So her dog was saying, I'm coming back in the dog summer. So we had the clues. We had the stepping stones of physically of where her dog would be. We were just two weeks off. So it's, it's awesome when you get concrete evidence like that. So we knew where the dog was going to be. We just got the wrong date. Um, so I love it. It's kind of a journey they'll take us on. And it's more of a journey of trust and faith and surrendering to, to your, your, the energies, the animals, the, the beautiful messages to surrendering back to our innate abilities that have been shut off once we were children. You know, we all have access to this beautiful, miraculous, powerful side of life, but we just get so busy and trauma gets in the way. Depression gets in the way. We turn everything off. Yeah. But if we can find that light switch again and just like crank it up a little bit, it can open up so many beautiful doors. That's an amazing story you told. Wow. I, I'll be honest with you. I never thought of animal reincarnation until I met you. Yeah, right. It's an untouched market. Like, and so many people want their animals to reincarnate back and anyone can have that happen. It's just a matter of trusting and believing. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard so many people say, my cat seems like the cat I had as I was a kid has the same characteristics and stuff. It probably is the same cat, (laughs) you know, Um, because they never leave us. They always come back. back. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's so nice knowing that we're not alone, even though we may think we are and feel it at times. We have so such a big support network on the other side. The other um, thing too is when we come here, we all have free will as humans. That's why we wanted to be a human is to give the free will. But our angels and our spirit guides, our pets and our loved ones on the other side, they're all on the sidelines like waiting, like ask me for help, ask me for help, ask me for help. And they can only intervene so much until we open the door and say, hey, grandma, I need help. Or like, hey, dog, I need help. You know, then they can intervene spiritually and give us the help we're looking for. So if you are in a dark place, try try reaching out again. You know, that might be a good tip or tool as well. Because of that free will, they were just like, ask me. You know, and I don't know if you're seeing those orbs around you. I was gonna I was gonna ask you about orbs. I can't believe you just mentioned that. It slipped my mind, but I was gonna ask you about orbs. Okay, because three just one just really quickly went by your head and they've been started since we've come on. So I was gonna bring that up. Um Thank thank you. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, Jamie. I've had a lot of losses. I've had a lot of losses. Both my parents are deceased. They passed away at very young ages, you know, 50s and 60s. And um, just a, just a, like 
my whole father's side of the family is gone. Pretty much everyone on my mother's side of the family is gone. Um, but I learned about orbs because my friend, um, my very good friend, Cindy, her son passed away. And she always felt his spirit around. And it, he, he died suddenly. It was a, a drug overdose. He died very suddenly. And she um, was at, at the cemetery paying respect to him. And there were all these orbs. And she, I, I never knew what orbs were until she showed me pictures of them. And my sister also had um, pictures of her children. There were always orbs around her children. And sometimes there would be really big ones around. I love that. Yes. I love that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, orbs are our loved one's energy and showcasing that they're around. And it's interesting that they, it's easier to pick them up on Zoom like we're on and like your sister's camera. Why? I don't necessarily understand. Um, Also, well, partially because if we see the orb with our naked eye, we can get spooked easily, very easily. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. And our loved ones don't want to scare us. So they'll do it gently. They'll do it gently. But this one that just really flew by you, it's interesting because I thought you saw it because you turned your head and you looked at it. And so I don't know if someone made you turn your head. Um, I feel it was your dad, actually. And but then <laughs> he, I was always like, oh, joke, he always jokes around. He does. That's my dad was a big major comedian, such a comedian. He always had us laughing. He was so funny. But he he would do, you know, things to he he do silly things. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that was him. And because he, he's probably like knew you wanted to ask about orbs. So he's like, I'm going to show the orbs. <laughs> we'll get them. We'll get the ball rolling. And see, that's cool because they hear us and they listen to us as well. So seeing an orb is very amazing. Um, yeah, if you can ever get photos of them, trying and zoom in. Sometimes you'll be able to see like formations, like eyes, faces oh, as really? well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're very cool. And you might also see them out the corner of your eye in your peripheral vision when you like do a double take and you're like, whoa, something just went by me. That is your loved one as well, too. They're just acknowledging gently, hey, I'm here. Because if like they appeared right in front of you, again, we'd be scared. We'd be nervous. And we claim Mm -hmm. we won't be. But Trust me, it happens. I asked I so know, strongly once. I'm like, show it to me. Show it to me. I won't be scared. Mm-hmm. And I was petrified and hiding under my blankets, even though it was my angel. You know? Um, so now I see clairvoyantly. So I see in my mind's eye. So that helps me from getting scared. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. Like every time I go to the cemetery to visit my mom, she always gives us signs. She oh, I love it. She she does. She always gives us signs. 
And I was leaving the cemetery with my sister and my brother-in-law and my niece and nephew. And all of a sudden, the song, Look, Mom, I Made It, came on. And it was like, wow. Just as we were leaving. Yes, they love working through music. Any sort of energy source, lights flickering, TVs going on and off, the radio, big, big, powerful signs. Um, The reason being is it's electricity. And because they're working on higher vibrations, they're almost like electric in a way too. Um, you know, I have to tell this crazy story, but my, my, one of my best friend's moms passed away three years ago and it was her daughter's sixth birthday last month. And so she took her daughter out for lunch and her phone started ringing. It said, mom. Oh my gosh. And I've heard of that. I've heard of that happening before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't you answer it? She's like, I got I didn't know. She's like, I got flustered. And so like, she hung up and I was like, Oh my God. Like, I wonder what would have happened if she picked it up. But her mom was acknowledging I'm here for the birthday because she loved her granddaughter so much. She would have done anything for her and she missed out. She passed away when she was two. So she wanted to acknowledge the birthday and Hey, I am still here. So birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, going to the cemetery to pay new respects and reaching out. There was another orb just went by. <laughs> um, it's active around you. I love it. And um, so I think they they're were, around all of us. Like I, I told you, they were like, I considered the orbs around my niece and my nephew as, you know, like everyone watching over them. And my sister, you know, they, the orbs are heavily around her two children. My sister had, uh, she lost a a child. She lost a child. And I don't know if it's him that's all around, but when she had her son, he looked just like her, the son who she lost. Just like him, spitting image. Wow. Wow. That is so powerful. Um, and yeah, what, so whether it's his same soul or not, what can happen is the spirit can impress certain characteristics onto the next one. So whether that's a human or an animal too. Um, so yeah, that spirit could have made the new son look like him to be like, hey, I'm still here. Yes, that's exactly how we all felt. Yeah. Yeah. And trust that feeling because, you know, your sister being the mom, you can't argue a mother's intuition when it comes to the children, right? That is a hundred percent. And again, that is tapping back into that innate ability. Um, so yeah, if that's what you felt, absolutely. That is accurate. And you can't take that away from that knowing that inner knowing, Right. And that's what intuition feels like. Yeah. So it's just amazing that, you know, she she lost a a child at a very young age and she was able to have, you know, a boy and a girl and the boy came out looking just like him. Yes. 
Yeah, that is a, uh, like one of the best messages a mother could receive after going through what she went through, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So once we start paying attention to these miracles and these spiritual messages, life changes for us in all aspects. You know, it gives us that purpose again. If we're feeling down, you know, it, it makes us want to keep going. It makes us feel fulfilled because that's, again, home, where we came from. And on earth, we can feel like lost and terrified and down and out and all this stuff. But once we can tap back in and grasp that, you know, it's a game changer. It really, really is. It is. It is. Yeah. The other thing I really like about doing this work is there are no rules behind it. It's not, you know, religious based um, where, you know, I have one person has this faith and this faith and this faith. Anything is possible in these realms. Everything is possible. Everyone is accepted. Um, We all have that support. It's, It's just so pure and loving. Um, yeah. And like I said, it's so fun watching things unfold and miracles happen. And like, you know, like your mom sending you those messages when you go to the cemetery, like so many people could see that or witness it and brush it off. But once you start recognizing it, Mm -hmm. the easier it is to receive. Yes. Yeah. So true. I like using the analogy of like a fire, you know, how big are you going to build it? Are you going to keep putting the logs on and like making the flame grow and the energy get hot and big, or are you going to take the logs off and let it dwindle? So the more logs you put on, the bigger the energy will be and the easier it is to keep going. That's true. Yes. Yeah, I think it, 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 you know, I need I need to spend time talking more to my past loved ones who are on the other side. Yeah. And once you start doing that, you kind of feel the relationship building again, because our relations aren't over. They're just in a different form. So, which still can be challenging, but if we start reaching out, then the connection can get strong and you can feel that presence and that energy around you. And it could, it can bring a lot of healing. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know that they're still with you in spirit. Yes. Yeah. And still a part of that life. And, you know, part of it. Yeah. And if, if there's anyone listening who has a young child and you're seeing them like giggling into the thin air, like, no, it is a relative or an angel they're laughing at, you know, and try and support them through that journey. Let's not shut it off anymore. Like, I think it, this world could be a completely different place if we allowed children to have those innate abilities stay and not push them to the side. Or snuff them out, right? Like we right. have these abilities. Let's work with them, you know. And I, I, I'm sure of it. If we did that, we, the depression rates, anxiety rates, suicide rates could be so much lower. 
think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, because, you know, once we find that purpose, we can, we get excited for life again. We get right. that pep back in our step. And that's what so many people are missing. Right. And once we really get that spiritual connection, you know, once once we obtain that spiritual connection and you realize that, you know, you are connected to the universe, it's life changing. Yeah. Yeah. There's more out there. And you're a part of that. So. And it's in control. So, you know, <laughs> release your own control. Don't try to be in control of everything. Just trust in the universe and the universe will take care of you. Exactly. And it's it's so hard though, right? That is the, it that is is the mantra, but it is hard. And so that's why we have to go within and start mm-hmm. working on ourselves again. And really honoring who we are. Tap into that core essence. Who are you really? Who is your soul? And once you start feeling that, game changer. Promise you. Game changer. Yeah. Wow. Well, Jamie, it's been great having you on. I enjoyed this. (laughs) This was great. I'm going to have you back. I would love that. I will definitely have you back. Um. You've provided a, a wealth of information. You've gave me things to like ponder on. I'm going to be pondering and thinking of things that you've said to me the rest of my evening. That's how wonderful this experience has been for me. Good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. And I hope, yeah, I hope you do ponder and it brings you further connecting with all your loved ones on the other side. And I know you'll see it because I'm getting a lot of spiritual energy from you through here as well. And I know you can tap in. No problem. <laughs> so, Jamie, uh, you know, Jamie has, um, she can be found on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And if you want to contact, Jamie, personally, for a consultation, Jamie can be reached at Jamie, J-A-I-M-E, Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z-E, Medium, M-E-D-I-U-M, at gmail.com. Jamie Breeze Medium at gmail.com. And also, I do have a website, so it's just jamiebreeze.com, J-A-I-M-E. Oh, thank you. I didn't, I, didn't, yeah. I, I didn't see your website. Can you give that to me again? Yeah, J-A-I-M-E-B-R-E-E-Z-E.com. Jamiebreeze at... Um, jamiebreeze.com. JamieBreeze.com. Yeah. Simple and easy. Yes. I look forward to really uh, delving into your website. Thank you. Yeah, I think you'll like it. So um, it explains a lot about mediumship. And actually, my dog's reincarnation story is on there. So if you want to read that and see how, how that all happens, you might be interested in that. I will be because I tell you, I have my little pug, Jake, and he's going to be 13 years old next month. 
he's getting old. And I can't imagine what I'm going to do when this dog leaves me. I He's a therapy dog. He used to go to work with me. And I, oh, yeah. I mean, this is the most amazing dog I have ever had. Yeah. And when he leaves me, I'm going to be more than devastated. Right. And that's going back to the animal grief is not recognized. Like we need more resources to help those because like you said, he's like a dog you've never had before, right? He is your soul dog, soul connected. So yeah, read Breeze's reincarnation story. Um, it'll give you hope and understanding about the process a bit more and to show that your relationship will never be over. It's never over. It's just different. And then we can ask them to reincarnate back. Yes. Well, I'm definitely going to be interested in reading all about the reincarnation of your dog. Thank you. I love it. Thank you for sharing so much. And like I said, I'll be in touch. I'll have you back. And um, thank you. I'm going to share share your information with other people. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. And it was so great being a guest and I'm happy to come back anytime or answer any of your questions. It was a joy. I'll be in touch with you, Jamie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. You too. Bye. Bye. Outro.